Hi there, I'm Coach Craig Kenneth, and in today's video, we're going to be talking about when there's drama, look for trauma. Today's video is going to be focused on an email from a 30-year-old woman who just had a breakup with her boyfriend. Now, what happened is she saw him flirting with other girls while they were drinking. She went over and she punched him in the face. Yeah, so you know you're in for a real treat if you're looking for a really intense breakup video. And I read over her email about five times. It was really long and in-depth, and I wanted to go over a lot of different points to her when I replied to her. And I'm going to expand upon those points and make it a little bit more general for everybody. You guys are going to really see some things in this video that you may have never thought about in relationships before. I did have to trim some of her video because it was really long and I just trimmed up and made some points smaller to get to the point so you guys wouldn't have to go over this whole thing because like I said this was a really really long one. So it is trimmed, this isn't exactly ex the way she wrote it but that's okay. I got the general point and in a lot of the areas it is identical. But I have a saying that helps me see things clearly sometimes and it goes like this when there's drama look for trauma what does that mean well it means that anytime I see very dramatic behavior I as a clinician kind of instinctually I'm like okay what's going on here this is more than the typical scenario it feels like there's something going on here maybe that the person had trauma or some kind of sexual abuse or some kind of abuse growing up or you know things of that nature that make me look into the deeper aspects of relationships and because if you have a trauma in your life there's an really really good chance I want to say extremely good chance that it's going to come out in your romantic relationships and you want to know this going into a relationship with somebody because if you start dating somebody and they tell you um, you know that they were abused or they had sexual abuse you know you're just gonna have to understand that there's a good chance they're gonna have certain behaviors that come with that. Now, some people may look at that as damaged goods. I don't see it like that as all at all. I've dated um, women that have been sexually abused, and it's quite common. I mean, they say one in four girls is sexually molested, and I think it's actually much higher than that because I think it's maybe one in four that report it. So I think it's a lot higher than that. And you just have to understand and be understanding for your partner if they've had that kind of abuse. I've had numerous long-term girlfriends that were abused or faced abuse and you know I wish I had the knowledge that I do now to have been more empathetic towards them. I did the best that I could but now looking back I can see why they really struggled and if you're watching this video and you had sexual abuse 
you know, you are just as amazing as everybody else. The things that happen to you don't define who you are. And guys, when you meet a great girl who has had some abuse, you just need to give her a little bit extra support that she didn't have and be a little bit more understanding towards them. So, if you can't handle somebody's emotions that they've been through abuse, then don't get involved with them because you're going to have to do things a little bit differently than for somebody who's had a childhood where they weren't experiencing any, any kind of abuse or neglect or abandonment, any stuff like that. So, I want to share some symptoms of trauma and then I'm going to get into the email. And I, the reason that I want to share these is because I want to just educate you guys a little bit as to things you might look for in a partner that has had trauma. And maybe if you've had trauma yourself, you've been in denial about it or you've been repressing it. And you're going to hear some of these things and it's going to be like, whoa, I have these symptoms. And a lot of times the brain is so powerful that we can actually repress traumatic events and I'm not going to get into all of the things that happen with that but you would be completely blown away if you knew what the brain was capable of when we experience trauma. So these are some of the symptoms of trauma. Poor memory problems like their memories in a fog, um, difficulty concentrating, shutting down their feelings, panic attacks, irrational behavior, difficulty regulating their emotions, self-injurious behavior, hyper-arousal to abandonment. In other words, <clears throat> they're constantly monitoring for even tiny little things that they're going to be abandoned. So, uh, you come home work late you come home late from work and they're accusing you of cheating well it well if you haven't cheated and you haven't given them any reason to believe you've cheated it might be because they had some kind of severe abandonment issues growing up excessive temper demanding emotions unable to trust others separation anxiety, anxious or avoidant behavior. I look at, can this person modulate their affect? Can they regulate how they're feeling? Or, you know, do all of these behaviors come up where, and they can't seem to control themselves? They, they really struggle to calm themselves down and soothe themselves. So, when I hear those symptoms, I know there's a good chance there's a trauma involved somewhere, somehow. And remember, if the trauma is bad enough, the brain can't separate the past from the present. It's a survival. If you left the cave and a woolly mammoth attacked you, your brain would instinctually put into a survival mode every time you leave that cave look out for the woolly mammoth. Get it? Okay. Now, here's the other interesting thing about trauma is that 
until a trauma is talked about, nothing changes. It's like time doesn't touch it at all. It floats in a timeless realm. It kind of reminded me of the villains in Superman 2 where they're floating around in that little triangle or that diamond thing in space. So, um, let me get to this email. This is a really long but really good email. So stay attentive to this one and you're going to learn a lot. This woman is from a 30-year-old woman who admits she has a very anxious attachment style. She said that to me up front. And right away, that sh was a red flag for me that said, okay, wait, is there a trauma going on here? Because if you have an anxious attachment style, you could have grown up in a normal home, maybe, you, you know, with, um, you just didn't get your needs met a lot of the times for what a, one reason or another. But when somebody has a very anxious attachment style, that's a red flag for me. So I like to call this girl Rocky. <laughs> um, so this is what she says. Hi Craig, my breakup was so bad. Things were amazing with my boyfriend until one day at a beer festival I got blackout drunk. She says, that magnifies my anxious behavior a hundredfold. Another red flag for me. I got jealous thinking he was flirting with some girls he was playing a game with. I don't remember anything, but apparently I walked up to him and punched him right in the face. Okay, that's why we call her Rocky. Um, she says, I screamed and caused a huge public scene in front of some of his friends as well. He took me to a friend's house and dropped me off and told me we're done. This was just last weekend. I actually had an episode of hadn't had an episode of feeling jealous or insecure with him before this. And though I do often get angry when drunk, I've never been violent. It was like the alcohol caused me to have a PTSD flashback to my ex and I lost control. Okay. This is a huge red flag for me. She said right off the bat she had a PTSD flashback. That's trauma. Okay? People have flashbacks because it's like your brain is like trying to help you deal with a problem. Um, it's like your brain can't handle everything so it comes out in little flashbacks or nightmares you have to talk about your trauma remember otherwise it kind of it, it stays untouched with time and it just kind of floats in this timeless realm that's with inside you so we're gonna call her boyfriend Apollo <laughs> Apollo Creed he took one right to the face so I'm going to point out the obvious here. Hitting someone in the face is grounds for a breakup. Some of you guys that have maybe a black or white type thinking are going to be like, well, she hit him in the face. You dump her right then and there. Yeah, I can understand that. If somebody hits me in the face, I'm probably going to break up with them. Uh, so.
So, if he broke up with this girl, it would have been completely understandable. Now, what I'm wondering here, and I kind of was thinking when I was reading this, is it something triggered a flashback. I don't know what kind of childhood this woman had, but it didn't sound pleasant to me. Whatever it was, she has a very high level of anxiety. I think she had some abuse or neglect going on, abandonment, um, separation anxiety. And remember, if a trauma is bad enough, you can't separate it from the past and if it feels like it's going on in the present. So, it sounds like to me, whatever happened to her, the trauma was bad enough where it was still being triggered in the present. Now, um, the thing about it is, is she went over and she punched this guy in the face. Now, when she writes the email to me, she talked about kind of downplaying what he had done. In other words, saying it was like, I thought he may have been kind of attitude. And that was a red flag for me because it was making me think, is he minimizing what really happened? Because that is what my gut started to tell me. And I was like looking for that at that point. Because she was very quick to discredit what she saw. She didn't trust her own feelings. So, red flag for me. Why isn't she trusting her own feelings? She trusted them enough in the moment to go over there and punch him in the face because she saw he was flirting. Now she's thinking he's not flirting? Mm, I'm not buying it. I'm not buying it. Let me go on. She said, uh, during the breakup, at the time that it happened, she was still really drunk at the time, and then her memory kicked in, and she tried to beg his forgiveness once they were in the car. She said, I then punched myself in the face in an attempt to show him how sorry I was. She said, it seemed rational at the time. When that didn't work, I threatened suicide. All things I would never do sober. And that was very important for me to hear is that she would never do that sober. You guys never ever ever hurt yourself or somebody else over a breakup the pain i understand is intense and overwhelming but it will get better i i promise you it does take time but it will get better so i was thinking about that and i just kind of imagined how that played out you know she she's in the car with him and all of a sudden she like looks at his face and it comes to that she had punched him in the face and she's like kind of still groggy, like, wait, what happened? Who did that to you? Who hit you? And he's like, you did. And she's just like, baby, I love you so much, I'm just going to kick my own ass. <laughs> Sometimes you got to laugh at this stuff, guys. Got to have a sense of humor about it. Gets you through it. So, she said... We moved in together after only a month. It just felt so right. 
We have so much in common, it's like we were made for each other. Okay. Now, what are you guys thinking? Well, if you've been watching my videos long enough, you probably know the video we're attracted to the familiar. And as I guessed, she said, we have so much in common, it felt like we were made for each other. So that tells me this guy is probably exactly like the negative traits of her caregivers. Right? So, what did I suspect from her childhood? Abuse, neglect, abandonment. So, if you guys were sitting there thinking at the beginning of this video that we had some sweet, innocent guy just get punched in the face because he was playing the game with some girls, no. Mm -mm. That's not what's going on. That's why I'm here, and that's why I can see through the nonsense. This dude is not a good dude. Right? And we're going to see some really good examples as to why he's not a good dude. But, they moved in together after a month. What could go wrong? <laughs> she says, This week has been strange. You think? He was very angry at me the other day, understandably so, and I cried and begged for forgiveness and I swore to never touch alcohol again, which I fully mean I will not ever allow myself to be violent again. Good for you. You set your priorities and you understand that alcohol and you are not buddies. You should not be friends. She says, He said I could continue to live here until I made new arrangements then left and went and did all the things from our list of date plans without me. Mm, that was nice. He told everyone he knows about what happened. He told me they were talking about what a psycho I am. Okay. Well, of course, her going up and punching him in the face is pretty extreme and unacceptable as she knows but why is he throwing it in her face i mean what's going on with this dude because he's giving me mixed messages right now he's saying you can stay here until you make arrangements which is a really decent thing to do if you're not interested in somebody and you just want them to move on with their life but then he's like you can stay here but all, by the way, all my friends think you're psycho. Why is he telling her that? He's doing it on purpose. He's Now, one of the things that I had to shorten for brevity is how he started twisting things around and manipulating reality. This is when things started to really become more clear to me that there was a lot more than this situation to, than a girl getting angry and punching a dude in the face. Why? What, what happened? Monday and Tuesday they hung out. Wednesday he freaked out when he texted her, but she didn't receive some of them. So I guess she didn't reply. So he called her in a panic when he thought she had blocked him. But here's the interesting part. Okay, so what, what, what happened here? I'm going to explain it. When she didn't reply to his text, he got separation anxiety, right? He got it. And he started to panic and freak out, calling her in a panic. 
Then, as soon as she, he saw that she hadn't blocked her, that because she called him back, he stopped talking to her. Does that jive with you? Because it doesn't jive with me. You care about her until you know she cares about you, and then you don't care about her anymore. That's not healthy. That's not healthy. Um, let me go on here. He told me, uh, I guess this was on Thursday, he told me that it was up to me, I could come home if I wanted, and said, though he didn't want to get back together, he'd give things time to see if I've changed. In other words, no anxious behavior, which he said is way harder than I thought it would be. That's because she has just become aware of how anxious she really is. And this is probably the first time she's really becoming conscious of how high her anxiety level is and how it's really affecting her relationships. Before this, she may have not seen it as clearly. So she said, thinking everything was okay, I did come home on Thursday. I wish I didn't. When we were home together, he's texting people constantly, which he didn't do nearly as much before. The first couple days, I suppressed my anxiety about it. So she's anxious about it. Why? Separation anxiety. Because this whole thing, this whole situation started about other girls. Um, assuming that he's just eating up all the attention he's getting, though I did break down crying several times because it hurts to see how much happier his he is um, about his friends, like talking with his friends. With me, even though he's being nice, he's still cold and serious. How is he being nice? but being cold and serious. If you grew up in a home where your mom and dad had a secure attachment style, you're going to see the cognitive dissonance between that statement. He's being nice, but he's being cold and serious. I would say you would have to grow up in uh, a home life with parents that had an avoidant attachment style or an extreme uh, anxious attachment style with trauma and abuse and neglect to be able to say, well, they're being nice, but they're cold and serious. Okay. All right. So he's giving her mixed messages and it's setting her separation anxiety through the roof because he's like, well, you can stay here but I don't want to get back together. But if you can start to control your anxious behavior, we're going to get back together. But I don't want to talk about things. But I'm going to text five other girls. But I'm going to stay out and not tell you where I'm at. None of this is adding up to him being a mature adult and saying, Hey, okay, what happened was really bad. I can't tolerate any kind of abuse or neglect. You're going to have to go get some help. You're going to have to deal with your issues 
And then if we think we can work it out, they can come to some agreement, that's handling it like an adult. His behavior is just all over the place. He's doing 20 different things. And then, of course, her anxiety is going through the roof because she, she still really cares about this guy, even though she barely knows him. Three months, reminded you guys, three months. Um, but she still does care about him. And she's all over. And this is not helping her. So, what happens? More crazy behavior, of course. On Saturday, he stayed out with his friends. He didn't tell me where I was. Um, he said his phone fell through the seats of the car. Please. Cut the nonsense. His phone fell through the seats of the car for three hours that he went out after his baseball game with friends. I, I'm not buying it. I'm not buying it. He's talking to other girls. We know he's talking to other girls. When he came home, she said um, that she had feelings, and she said, I'm still a person with feelings, and the polite thing to do would have been to let me know, meaning that she, he'd be staying out late. And she was crying when she said it. He said, why? We aren't together anymore. I don't have to tell you anything. You're making a huge deal of nothing and being crazy. We fought like this for a while until I apologized and he went to their beds and their separate rooms. Okay, if you want to get technical, yes, they're not together. He can technically do whatever he wants. But, then why the mixed messages? Which is it? Do you really want to work this out, or do you want her out of your life for good? You're sending a lot of mixed messages, and they're killing this girl. They're just, just torturing her inside. To me, it's abusive behaviors, right? Why? Why, why is what he's doing abusive behaviors? Because listen to what he said. Well, obviously, I don't have to tell you anything. You're making a huge deal out of nothing and being crazy. That's what I don't like. He's minimizing what she has to say and he's discrediting, discrediting her and her feelings by saying she's being crazy. His behavior is just as bad as hers, maybe worse. I don't like this guy. I don't like this guy because I don't think he's handling this situation with any kind of integrity. I don't like the mixed messages. I don't like that he's being cruel. Okay, you're allowing her to stay there till she gets her life together and can move out. Then don't say, maybe we're going to get back together depending upon your behavior, and then do things that you know are going to completely set her off and drive her nuts. So, she said in the morning... I went to his room to apologize and give him a hug. And then the phone goes off two times. Two different women text him and he says, They're friends. I've known them forever. Come on, man. Please. I, I don't buy it. If you guys want to believe it, that's on you. I don't believe it. I see through this nonsense. Yeah, maybe he's known them for a long time. That doesn't mean he's not trying to get in their pants and he's not romantically interested in them. So, 
I want to see him make a decision. Are you in or are you out? If you're out, that's fine. I understand. Somebody punched you in the face. You don't have to be with them. But if you're in, then do something about it and or come up with a plan. Sit down and talk about things. Don't just torture this person. Um, because this is what he's doing. He said to her, um, you know, about when they're talking about maybe getting back together, not if you keep acting like this. If things get better, there may be hope, but not right now. Not if you don't stop being crazy. So I apologized and calmed down once again. But now that I'm more, now that I'm, now I'm more anxious about his phone than ever before. And he's been on it all day. When I walked behind him, I mean, just to pass behind him, he hides it on his chest. Look at his actions. I think this guy kind of wants the, the best of both worlds. I don't know if they're still having sex and being intimate. My guess is that she didn't say either way. My guess is probably. And that's what he's doing. He's keeping Rocky up against the ropes. Hanging her on the ropes while he's talking to five other women. Pun intended, by the way. Uh... Then he says he had a girl invite him out to a concert, but he's not interested only because he has plans with one of his buddies. Only. She t he tells her that. But then he wants to work things out. Alright. I believe that this guy knows he's got this girl in the palm of his hands and he's kind of taking advantage of that. She says, I don't know what to do. I'm going to go look for a room to rent tomorrow and I told him that. Again, no reaction. I'm stuck feeling like a prisoner to my pain. He tells his dogs how much he loves them and how lucky he is right in front of me. It makes me feel awful. The dogs are more deserving of love than I am. Now it sounds like he's deliberately trying to hurt you but the other thing is that I really think she's had someone else make her feel like this and we're definitely going to do a follow-up video on this one maybe in another week or so and we're going to find out what she has to say about my interpretations okay um she says it seems like the requirements for my forgiveness are to act like a Stepford wife and just keep a big smile on my face while, knowing, while he knowingly does things that hurt my feelings. He seems to be enjoying my pain. But then, what about the times he's nice? Could be borderline. Uh, possibly narcissistic. Um, she says... What I did was really terrible, though, so maybe this is normal considering the circumstances. Is this punishment reasonable? Should I be tolerating this? I don't think so. I think that there's more to the situation than you just going over and punching him in the face. Um, I don't like the way this guy is acting. I don't like the things that he's saying and doing. And... That's my gut on it so far. We have some more to get through. And then I have some 
really good things, some good pointers so you can spot abuse after this. She says, I just want things to go back the way they were. It hurt that he didn't care about my feelings anymore, but do I even deserve that? And if it is reasonable for him to be acting this way, how do I control my anxiety about his phone and what he's doing with in his private life right now? That's not going to be easy for you because you have a lot of anxiety as it is. And you spent your whole life having that anxiety. How all of a sudden you're going to have to learn how to manage it for, for some guy that's abusive, dare I say, towards you? It would be perfectly reasonable for him to break up with you over this. Like I said, um, what I don't like is the mixed messages. Talk about it. Figure it out. Act like adults. Or end it. I mean, I could understand if somebody punched me in the face, would I take them back? Probably not if I was dating them for only three months. Maybe if I was dating them for three years and they'd never been any situation where that happened. Um, okay, so she asks, is it better to be done and see if he goes into his own separation anxiety, meaning if she walks away and never looks back? I want him to understand that I'm hurting, but anytime I try to explain my emotions, he says I'm attacking him. He thinks I'm crazy, and I'm starting to worry the same. Am I being selfish? Should I be swallowing my pain and just letting him do whatever makes him feel better? I feel lost and confused. I really want to fix things because it was really good before. I don't think it's as good as you think it was. I feel like if I leave right after we've had a bad day like today, then what? that's what he'll remember. Actually, no. Give it some time and people always remember the good things. I don't know why that works, but that's just the way we're wired. She says, maybe if I can keep my cool for a while and get him feeling better like he was earlier this week and then leave, just maybe he'll miss me. Eh, he's going to miss you one way or the other, but I don't think this guy has a, a secure attachment style. I think he's got an avoidant attachment style. And my gut tells me, I think he has got a serious attachment disorder. Right? That's what my gut is telling me with this guy. But, you know, this is about you and helping you. So, uh... She says, please help. Alright. So, one thing that I want you guys to all be aware of for your own situation is what is the person doing in your relationship? How are your partners acting? Because this guy has her questioning reality. And, f uh, you know, I picked up on some things that he did um, after going this numerous times and there's a lot of manipulative behaviors here. Because um, he was changing stories around that originally happened, like original little issues that came up between them. Now he's twisting them around and making them look differently than they really happened the first time through. So, here are some of the 
signs that I saw as abuse. Gaslighting. What is that? Uh, things like, well, that didn't happen. You imagine that. They distort reality and erode your sense of reality. So they get you to, to question your own sanity, in a way. They're deliberately misrepresenting your thoughts and feelings to the point of absurdity. She made a comment about how their dog needs to be trained, and she said, well, it's not like we should get rid of the dog because it's a good dog, it just needs to get trained. And then what does he do? He completely twists it around. And he says, well, you said we should get rid of the dog because it's not a good dog and it can't be trained. What, is that, what else is he doing? Name-calling. Called her psycho, crazy, a spouse beater. Remember, there were some parts that I did have to cut out because this email was really long. But he did call her a spouse beater. Numerous times, and he kept throwing it in her face. And he seems to be enjoying the attention he's getting from that. Smear campaigns. Another one he's doing. He's slandering this girl to all their friends and family. Now, of course, she went over to him and she punched him in the face because he was talking to other girls. Was he flirting? Wasn't he flirting? We'll never know the real answer to that. I think he was. Behavior based on how quickly he was talking to a bunch of other girls, disappearing, not calling, my phone fell through the seats. That's what my gut tells me. I think this girl has faced a lot of abuse and neglect in her childhood. And she has had a lot of trauma and she hasn't dealt with it. And it keeps coming up for her. And she's got to talk about it. You really have to talk about trauma in order to process it and heal. I would highly recommend any of you guys that have had a trauma to find yourself a therapist. Because you have to talk about it in order to heal it. Otherwise, remember, it floats around untouched in time and space. You have to nail it down in reality in a timeline. That really helps. Um, also, if you do get a therapist, uh, I would really recommend somebody that has a good understanding of a, a attachment theories and they have a good understanding of that type stuff because they're going to help you understand your anxiety. I, I would kind of steer away from somebody that's more, um, that just wants to do more solution focused. You need somebody that's really going to process the unconscious here. Obviously alcohol is not your friend. You might want to look at your past and see if your drinking issues has come up before. Has it ruined other relationships? I don't know if it has. You said you do get angry when you're drinking so I would steer away from it but you're an adult you have to make that decision for yourself. Um, You're going to have to learn how to soothe your anxiety and calm your own anxiety. And you haven't learned to do that. And people that have been in difficult 
homes growing up, they just don't learn how to do that. Because their parents probably didn't know how to do that. Now, if you decide you want to take him back, here's the way you do it. But bef before I give you my thoughts about that, let me give you my own opinion. You do what you want. You guys are adults. I never want to tell you guys how to live your life. But you're asking for my help. What would I do if I was you in this situation? I would, I would move out. I would get into therapy. I would watch all my videos. Start at the beginning. Watch them all. Sometimes my titles can be a little misleading and I get into a lot of other things in the video and you don't want to miss out on those things. I would move on from this guy because he does not sound emotionally healthy at all to me. I think he's abusive. I think he probably has a personality disorder and I would venture to say narcissistic. Probably is the one that I'm leading towards. So I would not recommend getting back with this guy. I don't think he's healthy. I don't think you're going to have a healthy relationship. And I think he's going to abuse you. Because he's showing signs of abuse to me. And the few things that you wrote and shared. If you did decide you wanted him back. Here's what I would do. Get the room to rent. Um, tell or at least seriously find a room that you are ready to move into. Tell him that. Say, listen, I want to work things out, but if you don't, I understand. Tell him your plans to move out and see how he acts. If he talks to you like an adult, which I don't think he will, but if he talks to you like an adult and says, you know, I can't tolerate any abuse in a relationship, but and so if it happens again, I'm going to have to end things. You know, and he sounds like an adult and mature about it, which, like I said, I don't think he's going to, then you can work it out. But don't beg. Don't plead. Come to him like an equal and act like an adult. If he says, you know, he doesn't want to work in that, work things out, just say, okay, I understand. Move your stuff. Make arrangements to move out. Um, simply tell him that if he changes his mind to contact you again in the future... Don't ever contact him again. Okay? If he's attached to you and he starts to miss you, he'll contact you. And if that happens, tell him you want to take things slow. Um, if he does have an avoidant attachment style, which I really suspect he does, I like I said, I think he has a personality disorder, um, he's probably not going to be very attached to you or anyone else for that matter, so don't take it personally. Remember, you survived 30 years without this guy. I know you have a lot of anxiety. Remind yourself that you're an adult now. You can take care of yourself. You aren't a little girl anymore, and you're going to be okay. It just takes some time. So, if you like this video, put a like on there. Leave comments, share your thoughts and opinions. I like to see what you guys have to say. Let me know that this is the kind of emails that you want to see in the future. So put the like on there. I do really look for that kind of feedback from you guys. Now, 
When you want to get my help personally, go to my website, AskCraig.net, and sign up for the coaching option that works best for you. I have email coaching. I have Skype coaching. I'm very busy, but I'm here for you guys. I want to help you guys get in there and get the help sooner than later, and I can you know, help change things around, help you guys, and be that support that you need. Remember to subscribe to the channel because I post videos Monday through Friday. I'm Craig Kenneth and I will talk with you soon.